Life Audio. Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. Uh, boys, there's a, a bit of a fall chill in the air, even down here in Tennessee pipe. Uh, feels really good. It's got me thinking about Halloween. It's got me thinking about Halloween costumes, uh, which we're going to talk about. Um, and we're going to talk about writing too, but not in a boring way and not in a way that makes us complain about it. All of that and more after this quick break. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast, to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, boys, we're back. Um, Halloween is in the air. Uh, It's almost that time of year. And uh, people have been clamoring for some information about us and about Halloween. Uh, A listener asked that we talk about assigning Halloween costumes by Enneagram number. So this engages (laughs) things that scare Christians on multiple levels. Christians hate Halloween and Christians hate the Enneagram. Um, We, I don't know how, how you guys feel about Halloween. I'm kind of indifferent toward it. I'm not a huge Halloween guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Um, I enjoyed it when the kids were young. I I would put, yeah, it's it, the older your kids get, the less fun it gets, you know, unless you really enjoy having your doorbell rung incessantly. But uh, it's I I generally and we wrote about this in the uh, in the Happy Rent book. I really like holidays that don't have any uh, church function to them because yeah. so many of my holidays growing up were ruined by church services. And so that's so funny. Dude. This, like this one is just <laughs> costumes and candy, which, you know. I can take or leave the costumes, but I'm here for the candy. And, and when kids, you know, kids have a ton of fun doing it too, which is great. Yeah. That's fascinating. And such an interesting, like pastor's kid insight on how having a church service attached to a holiday would ruin it for you. And I totally get that. Um, because those days are like, 
you know, work days plus for, uh, for John Piper. Um, big R what's your experience been with Halloween? And then let's launch into some Enneagram for, uh, Halloween costume stuff. Um, I want to know if you were a costume guy in childhood, if you were a costume guy in adulthood, um, and what that's looked like, what's your experience been with it? Yeah, it's been good. Um, good. Halloween was like, um, it, it was like a, it was a, it was an okay thing in the martini household. Um, mm-hmm. we did go through that. We did go through that. Like, I don't know. It was only like a three or four year period where our churches were doing like the harvest parties. So yeah. obviously my parents just, you know, they, they, they would drop us off at those things and went mm-hmm. along with the program, but we never got into a super anti trick or treat like mode within mm-hmm. the, um, within the family. So, um, like pipe said, it was always just fun. Um, not a big deal dressing up, never became a huge adult dresser upper, but in the yeah. last, um, in the last few years, our church has been doing this thing called fall fest and everybody mm-hmm. get, it's not a replacement for Halloween. It's just, uh, we just do it alongside of the, of the uh the downtown that does a trick-or-treating night so yeah. we trick-or-treat with downtown and then we just kind of have a big party and then our church kind of gets dressed up so i've been kind of doing this dress up thing which i just oh, fascinating don't, baby. i don't enjoy it that much but okay. i've been doing it to because i want to play ball you know yeah yeah you a got a sports analogy for you there and yeah uh, so enjoy that and speaking uh, of gotta, a sports gotta play analogy. cosplay yep i i've got pipe i've got to go two minutes on the picture that ronald sent us the other night um, and, and then I have questions about his Halloween work as well, but, um, <laughs> Ronald sends us a picture the other night into the group chat and it's a picture of him at an Ashland university football game on a Saturday night. And pipe, your response was, I'm, I'm jealous, which I agree. It looked like a perfect night for, for small college football. And my response was what happened did you get lost on the way to the like ethereal, like you know, wooded fairy pumpkin picking patch or whatever? And why why were you there? Um, what what happened? <laughs> and should we Maybe, be? Concerned? So here's the deal. Yeah. No, no, no. So here's the deal. So we have um, we have kind of a newer member of our church over the last year, and mm-hmm. maybe you knew this from your time at uh in a town, uh, Big I mean, T. I don't know, but his dad was like the most famous Ashland. He's like a Hall of Fame Ashland College football coach. No like kidding. the the stadium is named after him. It's called Martinelli Field. Yeah, and this is this is Martinelli. This is his son. He's a member of our church now. He gets. He gets season tickets to AU yeah. games for life because yeah. he's, you know, Martinelli's son. Yeah. And so he just invited us out for a Saturday night game, me and Big M. And so we we did wow. it, man. We wow. went for it. It was it was all it was great. I mean, I, I love like I love that environment. You know, it was all sure. good. I like the environment. I like the hot dogs and yeah. um, you know, the game was you know, boring and I don't know. I'm not all into that stuff. You know, I don't, I don't yeah. like all the testosterone, but it was like, yeah, all it, that it was, masculinity in one place. It must've been yeah. hard for you. It's you horrible. Know? I, yeah, yeah. All the chest bumping just right. again, makes me ashamed to be a man. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but other than that, it was great. No one in that arena thought you were a man. No worries. Yeah. Um, that's a great, that's a really encouraging comment. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate that. Um, I feel like uh, so this I, is the I, kind I, of, I feel like this is the kind of text, you know, you ever see those things, you know, buzz around on Twitter, like, 
if if you were ever you know kidnapped or in in crisis and could only send one tweet to let us all know you're not okay what would it be i feel like ronnie posting a picture from a football game might be that that post that's like oh so true ronnie's not well somebody somebody check on him dude i had a great time i had a great i can't do anything with this on social media um did you get any social media reps in at the game um, no, 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 no. I mean, no. you know, I mean, I, you know, I mean, we, we got to, you know, people love it. I, I yeah. actually enjoyed it. I'm, yeah. I'm super okay with a 19 year old dude wearing tights on a football field, not thinking I'm a man, big T. <laughs> so, I mean, it's totally okay. I love and, it. Uh, but no, but it was, but it was, but I love the environment. I love the, you yeah. know, it's the night air, it's fall. Yeah. You know, you're, you're there, you're happy. It's really just the, it's really the hangout. Oh, it is. It's, me. it's awesome. It's an awesome environment. It's fun. The band, um, the whole thing. Now, I, to bring this the back. band is surprising to me i gotta admit i'm still a little i'm a little chuffed dude no you're the... yeah you had issues with the band and we didn't explore this via text so i want to i want to do a minute on it now like the bands as a football player and coach i really enjoy the band like i don't just ignore okay. the band um i i enjoy it when they're there i enjoy it when they're playing um to me it adds to the atmosphere of the whole thing what was your what was your issue with the band well, I didn't have an issue with it. I I just thought like, you know, again, I like traditional things, so for mm-hmm. that, I kind I kind of liked it, you know, sure. in a weird way. Yeah. But then I thought I was talking to a dude next to me who was like, you know, like he's a little more into all this stuff, you know, yeah. he's a little more yeah. history with it. Yeah. And I'm like, and I you know, I was I was being super respectful and I said, not yeah. that he has anything to do with it, but I was like, yeah. dude, help me here. This doesn't seem like it's something that's evolved much over the years, right? You got the band, half yeah. of them are playing bad notes and it's out of tune and it's, it kind of <laughs> has that, right? You know, that whole thing. And, I, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, I, does this appeal to any, like what, like, yeah. what are we trying to do here? And he was actually like, you know what? It's weird, man. He goes, I've actually, he goes, I've actually thought that like, Hey man, there's a lot of like new things kind of in this realm that you guys haven't adopted. Maybe, maybe you could spruce this up a little bit. And so I was yeah. kind of like, yeah, that's kind of what i thought like it it feels really like they would have done this a hundred years ago you know which again nothing wrong with that yeah but um i don't know i was just kind of it was it was almost like we you know we got the woman with the baton you know throwing it up 200 feet and you know standing there trying to catch you know and i'm like she does a great job but i mean is this entertainment (laughs) or like where i don't know where are we at with this yeah well i mean there's there's a couple of explanations maybe maybe the band is just not that good um that that could be one well, i wondered that and i gotta Ash- i gotta go real real careful here but i wondered that yeah Ashland university um, not known for winning a lot of those marching band competitions huh yeah so i coach at an hbcu and the the hbcu kind of conferences are known for exceptional bands and like they they go hard they go at it and uh and the music is usually pretty good um i don't know that it's any more modern uh, I mean, we have the, the same kind of baton twirling, you know, uh, situation that you described. So I don't know what a modern marching band would look like. Like they, they've all got like keyboards around their necks. Like it's a Duran Duran <laughs> video from 1986. I, I don't know. Dude, how know? dope would that be? Oh, now it would be something. I mean, now we're talking, man. Hungry like a wolf hungry with like, some like trumpets, wolf. like, let's with, like some trumpets and, yeah. you know, whatever. Dude, all a, little, the, all uh, a little Jethro Tull, they could play Aqualung with like those flutes and you know the whole the whole. Thing. I mean, well, it kind of, that's what it kind of sounds like they're doing. If we're <laughs> <Yeah>. being honest, <laughs> I, I will say some I of the like that, choreographed drumline stuff that really good marching bands do. Like it, 
I don't know where it falls on the modern scale, but like it's exceptional performance. They're really yeah, good. I think that's pretty cool. And and it's not and it's not just sort of like a bunch of people, you know, backpedaling while playing toms to like trying to play Thriller by Michael Jackson or whatever. And yeah, I heard I heard Jim Gaffigan say I think in a in a video clip recently. He goes, nobody has ever listened to a popular pop song and go and and gone. You know what would improve this? A marching band rendition. <laughs> Which is which is true because you hear them break out. What, what, I mean, every one of them does like ACDC and does Michael Jackson and does all. That, and you're like that. That's not better than the original. <laughs> yeah, you should just play. Yeah. I should just play that over the loudspeakers. Yeah, you imagine them buying their sheet music from like the the self same kind of stores that our moms used to buy those Christian tape like backing tracks from in like 1986 you know um <laughs> all this you know, all the special music at your church came from the same the same store exactly it's it's all kind of antiquated in that way now baby i have a i have a question that's going to tie this to both football and halloween um i had an experience musically in 19 gosh this would have been like 1996 97 uh went to see the rolling stones at soldier mm. field and because it was a soldier field, which is a football stadium, Mick Jagger kind of as an homage to the Chicago Bears wore a pair of football pants out on stage. So all like yeah. 94 pounds of him. He was 79 <laughs> years old back then, which makes him like 108 now. He but, borrowed him from a local yeah. junior high kicker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So 79 year old, like 94 pound Mick Jagger back then, like kind of shaking it around in a, in a pair of football pants. And my question to you is. Did you ever go as a football player for Halloween? And how much would it take <laughs> to get you into an Ashland uniform this year for for Halloween? And I, I bet Martinelli could like, you know, swing by the locker room and nick one of those AU football uniforms for you. What would it take? Dude, not much, man. I actually think that would be um I'd be totally down with that. I think Oh I think my gosh. Cool. Pipe, this I mean, is I'd... a great idea. We now we need I Can I wear hold on, baby. Can I can I wear can I can I be a kicker? Can I wear the helmet that you've been promising <laughs> to buy me now for eleven years that I still have never received? They're actually really, they're on? really hard to find and they're really expensive. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think you could be a kicker. And even the modern helmets, baby, do have like a kicker face mask option. Now I, I want to manage your expectations here, okay? Because I want to I I want to lead you in this in a way that's not um, misleading. Okay, so the kicker mask is not a single bar, so there's going to be there's some disappointment there. Wait but a minute, it, how how come I've seen single bars before? What do you mean? You've seen single bars, but back in the '90s. Okay, so this kicker mask, I will encourage you in the following way. Okay, it is smaller and daintier than any of the other masks, so you're going to enjoy that about it. Uh, but it's but it's not a single bar. Oh, um, I, don't, I don't know. I've had my heart set on that single. I know so you have, dude. Many. Years. So let's let's do this though. Let's hold it with a loose hand, okay? Let's not find our hope in the single bar, which I feel like you've kind of been doing. You've kind of made an idol out of it. If I can go all Tim this is, it, this is an issue of second importance. We don't uh, we don't hold fast to this. It one. is. Thanks for Baby. not saying the word tertiary. I really appreciate that. Listen, listen I'm, to me. I'm still in my first year of seminary. I'm going to get there. <laughs> exactly. Tertiary. You don't know that word yet. I get. That it. comes later. The single bar is a good thing, but it's not an ultimate thing, okay? And I, I want you to to kind of keep that in mind as we navigate through the, the dicey waters of this Halloween costume. So here's the assignment. Talk to Martinelli. 
Um, get into the Ashland equipment room and get yourself a, like the smallest pair of pants, the smallest jersey, and the smallest <laughs> pair of shoulder pads they have, and a kicker helmet. And send us pictures. I think this is a fabulous idea. Yeah, um, I would actually love it, man, because I could. I wouldn't mind like just kind of having that helmet on and not really anybody knowing who I was. I, I kind of I dig that about it. I wonder if you could, yeah, you could throw a visor on there for even more anonymity. That would be great. Um, and to, to bring this around to the listener's original topic, I think this would be a great Enneagram 4 Halloween costume for you because nobody else would have it, right? You'd be the only guy walking around the streets in like an official AU football uniform, and that would make it kind of the money for a 4 because you don't want to show up to the party and have everybody else have your same costume. Piper, as an Enneagram 8, speak to your costuming proclivities. Oh, man. Uh, so what, what prompted this question from listener Sandy Garman, longtime listener, loyal fan, uh, regular interactor. It was, it was actually a tweet by Sammy Rhodes. It said, Enneagram 8s don't need to dress up for Halloween. They're scary enough as is. Um, <laughs> which... I didn't. I couldn't decide if I was supposed to be offended or proud of this. I was so I was kind of both. Um, but I will say, up, up until last year, I don't think I dressed up for Halloween since like eighth grade. So, and not out of any sense of like I don't do Halloween as much as I was just like I'm a grown up. That's dumb. Yeah. To to dress up yeah. at this point. But some friends of ours, uh, he being the seven wing seven sevenest of all sevens. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they live in a neighborhood, uh, you know, kind of near Belmont university in, in Nashville with a ton of kids coming around and it's super lively neighborhood. And they have this great front porch. And so they, they like, they do the whole big front porch bash with candy and drinks and whatever. So like whole family mm-hmm. stop by and he, he invites friends over. So we went over there to do that last year. And I dressed up as uh, squints from the sandlot and, uh, and, nice. uh, Lauren, Lauren went as Wendy Peppercorn. And so that was uh, that was our costume. And and it was fun. We had a good time. And also it wasn't a costume. So I think for me, it has to be something where I'm like, I'm not doing absurd, like, you know, throwing on a baseball jersey, a a backwards hat and uh, and like Chuck Taylors or or PF Flyers or whatever. That works for me. But I can't like I couldn't do an all out costume. Um, I'm not trying to win any costume contests. Um, Yeah. I can barely be talked into it as is. So yeah. it's, yeah, that that's kind of the whole vibe. And and so we're, we're debating whether or not we're doing that. This, I shouldn't say debating, we're weighing whether or not yeah. we're going to do the same, the same, the same kind of party gig this year. So we'll nice. see. Yeah. I have, I have mixed part. feelings about it. The costume was my least favorite part. I love giving kids the candy. I love hanging out with friends. I love the drinks. I love the fall weather. I'm like, can I just do this yeah. in a flannel? Like, can I just dress costume- up as like, dad who hands out candy that's kind of how i feel pipe i mean i i I seem like a guy that would love the costuming and i really don't um Mm. so um it's a struggle but you Mm. guys kind of got me going on that um on that football outfit uniform yeah i've given you something to think about the football costume yeah the football football outfit let's go you know let's say uniform for me it's a costume boys i'm I'm not playing you know words matter okay (laughs) i mean you don't want to be hurtful um to the football community with your words because they're um, man, they're they're hanging on my every word. They right are. Now. I mean, the football they, community. They really are. The, I can't wait till the football, football community 
at twitter.com tweet some of my words today. It's gonna Yeah, be you might get some retweets from the football community. <laughs> that would be massive. Football dude, I'm gonna Twitter. get a t shirt that just says football community. <laughs> I love president. it, dude. I love it. Um all right, so pipe. I would say from like eighth grade through early adulthood, I was I was on the same train as you. Like I'm too old for this. I don't do it. But then we had this run of like we had a pretty big like young couples group in the church that we were going to when we were young and a couple. And um they would they would kind of go hard for Halloween. And being a four wing three, yeah, the costume kinda had to be unique and it you know, the three stuff engaged like it had to be better than everybody else's. I don't know that we ever achieved it, but I'll give two examples. One was and this is like the early 2000s when like U2 was a big thing, but everybody was kind of sick of U2 and it was kind of fun to make fun of U2. Um, so KK and I went as Bono and The Edge one year. And I think I was Bono. I think she was The Edge. This consisted of wearing me wearing a t-shirt that said, Kiss Me, I'm Irish, and slinging a guitar over my shoulder. And she like painted a fake beard on her face and you already wore the glasses and had the hair so you know there you go yeah i already had the glasses and the i hair. mean how annoying that you had to walk around with that guitar strapped <laughs> i know <laughs> right <laughs> the worst it was kind of annoying See, that's um, that's like costuming 101 don't no props like ronnie yeah. if you're gonna do the football thing like the helmet just has to stay on your head because once you have to start carrying things it's, it's oh dude terrible. yeah no, i would never carry anything i don't even carry a wallet i mean I, he's gotta I'm, carry I'm the football. anti-carry guy I think no, he's no, no, I cannot do that. Absolutely not. <laughs> I have to draw the I have to draw the line somewhere. Okay, if that if that would come between you and actually doing the costume, then then we can we can we can let the football go. I, I, mean, I can hold that with a loose hand. They're gonna know who I am without the football, right? They are. They're, they're gonna, gonna see that little that little tuft of hair swinging down, and and they are. Gonna I'm gonna have Cluck on my jersey in the back. And whatever uh, your favorite. Whatever your favorite number is, Big T, I'll I have it. I love it, dude. I love it. Um, <laughs> what was what was your right. number, uh, Ted? Dude, like your your had, college number. Play- college number was ninety, and our okay. and our colors were purple and gold. So like that would that would cohere with Ashland. Um, that well, what yeah, is that- your what is your number today? If you had to pick a number, my number today, the number I've been wearing for the last few years is fifty five. You know, a little okay. homage to Brian Bosworth. So, yeah, uh, well, you know, nice. yeah, dude, actually 55 or actually 55 on you would look hilarious because it's a, it's a big guy number. Um, <laughs> so a big, a big guy number on a littler guy would look really funny and it'd be kind of baggy. Let's do 55, dude. All right. Um, yeah, this is a great idea. All right. So I feel like I had another Halloween thing. Oh yeah. You'll appreciate this as a four wing three, baby. Um, because we're narcissists and it all has to be about us. There was a year in this same, this self-same like young couples group where everybody came dressed up like me. Um, in that around that time, I was wearing the same kind of hat and I had I had dumb glasses. I think I already had the blue glasses. And like, so everybody just came, even the girls came dressed up as me. That was a good time. Good pictures. That engaged my like egomaniac four so, side um okay Th- yeah. that's my question because like the, the four wants to be different than everybody else but everybody comes the same as you but you're you're yeah. like the you're the paradigm is that like being paradigmatic yeah. is better than being unique or is it like the original you? as long as everybody knows you're the originator 
If yeah. They okay. If they exactly. don't know you're the originator, then you are one. Of, then you're just a sheep. And you know? you're the center of attention, which is you know kind of what 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 a it's a it's what a four and a three wants really. Um, four say they don't want it, but I think I think deep down they do. And threes are just like, yes, I want it. Um, <laughs> yeah, hundred so, percent out loud. So a three, a three, I think if the three energy with a costume is like the biggest, the best, the the winner, you know. Yeah, um, it's it it's reading the audience and going, how do I win the costume contest that nobody else knows they're having? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the and the one energy I think would be. How do I make the perfect costume? So, yes. like, if a piece falls off, like their night's ruined. You know what I mean? Like, they're oh my it yeah. Perfect. So, so when when Lauren and I went as uh, as Squints and, and Wendy, she like she very carefully shopped for particular items to like perfect because she's a, she's an Enneagram one. So to perfect the yeah. costume, so the right thing to do with the hair, the right sunglasses like pair after pair being like okay that's the right one that's the right shape the right color for sunglasses yeah all this yeah. stuff and so it, yeah i mean it was like she she was not gonna settle for less than than on it like perfect i i just had a great idea for you guys for this year dude okay. um you, you, you help ronnie so much i'm really excited yeah dude i'm like i'm like the halloween concierge this could be a new job for me i like this <laughs> The Halloween Enneagram concierge. You guys go as uh, Luke and Lorelai from Gilmore Girls. Wow. Although, you know, I mean, no. how would anybody know you were Luke? I mean, just a backwards cap and a flannel. I mean, it would be be the exact same costume as last year, like a backwards cap. It would be the exact same thing I wear every day, except my hat would be backwards. I love it, dude. I kind of love how little effort that would take from you. But I also have like a pet peeve against... I have a real pet peeve against guys that do costumes that you don't know what they are and you have to ask them. Oh, like I'm sure. O- yeah, I'm yeah. always really bothered by that because it's like, dude, if it's that generic, why are you even doing it? Yeah. You know I mean? Well, and to, yeah, to be so, fair, Lorelai's would be the same thing. Yeah, no, 100%. I, yeah. Hers would, yeah, hers would, it would have to be time stamped because she dressed very like early 2000s or whatever. So there was, you know, there's sort of a, a style thing well, but even then it's like, like i don't know she would have to what are you blather incessantly which i feel like your wife would not enjoy doing <laughs> no she's yeah she's not a blather one of many reasons i like her um exactly <laughs> and so i yeah we we knew a couple speaking of enneagram threes who they won their costume contest a couple years ago by going as chip and joanna Gaines. and oh, i was like chip man. and joanna Gaines are just like a couple who dresses like, like they don't yeah. look like anything. Literally, they look like nothing. Yeah, yeah. dude, you live in I mean, Nashville. Half of your church wants to be Chip and Joanna Gaines anyway. Like, not on Halloween. Yeah, it would, <laughs> you know. And and like they 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 dressed up and like he wore the exact same thing he would normally wear, except he put on a tool belt. And I'm like, I want to fire the judges for this costume contest. I wasn't there, so I, I didn't lose. Otherwise, I would have been incensed. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. yeah, I was I was offended. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Imagine like, that—a bunch of know. posh forty-year-olds loving a Chip and Joanna Gaines costume. You know, like, <laughs> I know. I think they were just jealous. They didn't think of it. It was more like, "Oh, yeah. it's so perfect. They're our heroes." Yeah. What is it? What does an Enneagram Five do for Halloween costumes? Like fives are the Dude, fives remind, are the like me about the hard. They're the hardest, like getting out of their own heads. So, what do they do for Halloween costumes? Yeah, I don't know. Like Big M is a five, and she like she loves it. Like she. Like she is excited about it. Like she gets she gets a big group of friends together and they all go thematic with it. Huh. So okay, they're doing like all like they're doing like all classic bald person characters this oh, wow. year. 
Okay. And uh, and she loves it. Like literally, she's ordering stuff off Amazon. She's so she like George it. Costanza, or what's she going? She at? literally can't wait. Yeah, I forget. She picked. Uh, well, no, because the, you wouldn't even know it was him. I mean, again, it's one of the, she's going as like the. Uh, I don't know. It's like somebody that you would be able to tell. I forget mm-hmm. who it is. But um, you, Yule yeah, Brenner as it. as Pharaoh or something. Yule Brenner, I love it. Yeah, Yule Brenner is fair. No, it's going to be like the. Uh, I don't know. You know, like I. Yeah, I don't know. I'm blanking out. I don't, I don't no, know. do you See, have that, to go that... thematic? Do you have to? So Big M is super. We're getting. So I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go vulnerable here with okay. you boys for a minute. Okay. Um, she's not super stoked with me because mm-hmm. I don't really want to go as as bald guy because the mm-hmm. choices that are left. I, there's nothing that really appealed to me. Yeah. And you know, to have to do the whole like cap and the it's a, it's a lot of work, man. Yeah. So um I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to lock into this one this year and she's like not super, super Well, you're going as an Ashland football player now. So Well, now I have right, I have my uh I have my task before. Yeah, me, you'll so. you'll be just reporting that back to her, like telling not asking. Well, um, Ted, let's help him out. Who are famous is. bald football players? I think there has to be um, some. But I'm going to wear a helmet, so it doesn't matter. Dude, there's you know? a bunch. I mean, they're like I'm thinking of guys like Jason Taylor who like shave their head or whatever, like super super clean. Um, so he was he only like six six and two sixty, Ronnie. You look just like him. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brian Erlacher <laughs> kind of had the buzz cut. That's almost bald. Dude, Erlacher would be a great paradigm for a bald guy, and he was a big guy. He wore a big guy number. Um, so yeah, Google pictures of Brian Erlacher, and I think that's what you're going for. Also, baby, you'll need some eye black. So you'll need some of the the black stuff that they smudge under their eyes. Um, to yeah, because that's what you do when you're dressing up as a football dude. You always do the the black. You always stuff do the, eye on black. the eyes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So that you'll have to pick some of that up. You can get it at a sporting goods store. Which even going into one of those is going to feel really foreign for you. So maybe maybe pick an athletic kid from your church and just send him out to get. Some I mean, baby, I still have to buy my Adidas somewhere, right? You know, so <laughs> it's all right. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, that is true. Although, does Adidas even sell shoes in a sporting goods store anymore? Or, they don't. Or, I order mine on Amazon. Are they hipsters only? Yeah, hipsters yeah. only at this point. <laughs> I order mine at like the uh, like the European Amazon outlet. Yeah, you're like I, I want to pay like three hundred percent more for it. Just well, to it's know the that only place I can get like the cool it. green and red ones that they don't mm. you can't buy in America. Yeah, you know? yeah. I want these. Of to course, be you the do least green and red, Father Christmas. That's perfect. Well, it's like it's like in America they only wear Adidas for functionality. In Europe, they wear them for fashion. So I have to get mine. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, Pipe. This seems like a good time to take a break and pay some bills. Maybe. Um, let's take a break. We'll be back in two and two. All right, we're back, boys. Baby, um, two and two is from that dating show, huh? Chuck Woolery's The Love Connection. Yes. Yeah um gosh i haven't heard that in so long i know and i haven't thought about it in so long i don't know why it just came to me it just popped out man it was like magic two and i know it was like it was radio magic you know did he mean like two minutes two seconds is that what he meant by two two and two two seconds and similar to chuck woolery in that he made so much money in media by selling ads we're doing the same thing ostensibly right um i'm i'm waiting for that woolery money to come in that's all i'm saying now I I will well, say I'll put coming. this out there. I'll put this out there to listeners. Uh, you know, if you're tired of of Lowe's ads and and you know learning how to speak Arabic ads and whatever else, uh, we <laughs> yeah. we can we can work directly. We we can work directly with sponsors. So if you know 
a company who would just love to be be promoted on this show, we can do that, and we would save you yeah. the trouble, and we can even get back to me doing ad reads, and like there's a, there's a touch of me that oh. is kind of quivering with excitement at this very idea. Oh. So if you know of yes. somebody who would like to sponsor the show, reach out. We will put you in touch with our people, and we can we can work on setting that up. Dude, you coming back to read ads is going to be like Jordan's comeback after baseball. You're going to be wearing like number 45. You'll be a little rusty initially, but everybody's going to be so excited. It's going to be and, so nostalgic, huh? Yeah, and then the first time you like go for 40 in a game and really like nail one, everybody's going to be like, oh my gosh, you still got it. Look out. And then the Orlando um, Magic are going to knock me out of the playoffs and it's going to be a real disappointment. <laughs> Let's not go negative, baby. All right? Let's oh, keep it positive. Sorry. I'm, sorry. It's, it's been a long time. I feel, I'm feeling a little rusty. I'm not super confident right now. You're trying to manage expectations, and I respect that. I do. Um, you, don't, you don't want people to, um, you know, to, to expect too much. And speaking of, um, we had a listener who was disappointed with us recently. Um, for all the complaining that we've done about publishing and promotions and writing, and I'll say this, not to that listener, because that would, that would feel too intimate, but um, he's not wrong. We have been complaining a lot about that. Um, and he asked the question, why do you still write and publish? Um, I like this question. I would be curious to see what you guys say about it. I don't know how much, how much time we have left. We didn't talk about... Okay, there it is in the group chat. Let's just go real quick on this. Um, why do we still write and publish? Uh, Big R, you go first. Um, I don't know. I I just love do. I just love uh, making stuff up. <laughs> I just I love <laughs> I love writing. I love people putting out writing. I love seeing. I don't know. I I love seeing things in print. I love expressing ideas. Um, no matter how many copies it sells or how many people are, uh, and you know, it's not many, mm-hmm. but um, I just I, it's just really fun to me to create things. To do something from from nothing is just thrilling for me still. So I love it. <laughs> Pipe. What about and, you? Well, quick. I think Ronnie Ronnie deserves a chance to tee up his most recent project that just released and landed like this week. You you have a you have a new advent book out, correct, Ronald? Yeah, thanks, Pipe. I, yeah, I never do my own ads, so yeah, brand new advent book, The God Who Is With Us, um, just <laughs> dropped yesterday. Uh, you can buy it wherever books are sold. There's my ad. Um, so yeah, I got to do an advent book because I love Christmas. And it's illustrated, and I just I love getting the finished product in my hand because it's kind of like a piece of art. It's beautiful, and it's just super fun and satisfying for me. So writing is is kind of satisfying for me, like the finished product. So that's kind of what spurs me on towards it. I think one of the things. Pipe, what about you? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I. I don't want to sound like one of those sort of dream chasing writers who like has an ache in my soul and I can't not write, but there is a sense in which oh. I don't, re- <laughs> you know, you know, the ones I'm talking about. Um, uh, yes. All of them. Yeah. They're, they're also, they're also oh. the ones who complain all the time about how difficult writing is, which I don't generally find to be the case. I mostly love it. Uh, right. I, I, I find that writing writing is where I find my greatest clarity on things. And so I do a ton of writing that never gets published, just whether it's journaling or whatever, because, you know, I see thoughts on paper and I go, that's, that's where the holes in it are, or that's where I need to study more, or that's, you know, that was a dumb idea. Um, Yeah. But, but the, the putting of thoughts into writing feels like it's a lasting contribution to maybe helping somebody else. Um, Whether that's encouragement or teaching something or, 
telling a story that somebody resonates with. I mean, I, I spoke to a group of, of student ministers a few weeks ago about faith and doubt. And, you know, something I, I wrote, I wrote a book about a few years ago and talking with a handful of them who had read it or had gone through it with students. And they were just like, they really resonated with this. Like that, that idea of I resonated with is so meaningful as an author. Cause you're like, I, I did my best to put something into mm-hmm. clear communication, written word. Um, and, and it landed with somebody. It helped open their eyes to something. It helped them say, oh, me too. I'm not the only one who's dealing with this. All, all of those reasons. And frankly, I just, I really like the satisfaction of, of you know, hitting send on something, landing it as well as I can and going, it's done. I've completed it. Because there's not a lot else in life that you're like, I, I created something for the world. I put it out there. And by the world, I mean 1,800 readers. But like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's available to the world, whether or not most of you purchase it. The world could choose to buy it. All of them yeah. could choose to buy it. Um, yeah. And we're sad because they don't. Yeah, there's just several billion of them who opt out. Um, that's okay. Several. Yes. Multiple. Multiple More, billions. Up in yeah. the seven and eight billion range, yes, that's as right. a matter of fact. Most, yeah, most yeah, of the billions. You know what's so funny it. is that even even the dudes that sell millions of books are still in that range, too. Billions that's true. Are their yeah, books. you think of it that way, dude. We're kind of in the same in the same we're echelon. The, we're kind of, you know yeah, we're I mean? kind of in the 99th percentile. Maybe we should be more proud of ourselves. Absolutely, <laughs> we should. Baby, um, what about you? Lay it out. Uh, ego, just pure, <laughs> naked, undistilled ego. You know, um, no, I think I think I think I do it because I just because I've always done it. You know, it's it's sort of like a, a football player in concussions. You know, people are like, oh, how could you how could you do that? Knowing it's so bad for your body. It's like, well, this is what I do. Um, and I think for me, it's just what I do. And uh, sometimes I enjoy it. Sometimes I don't. Um, but I, I just will probably always do it. And for me, I think sometimes a thing hasn't really happened until I've written about it. Um, and the thing could be big or the thing can be even as small as like, um, you know, watching a movie and, and feeling compelled to write about it. And then, and then I can call it done. Um, so yeah, yeah I mean, one, I think, that's I think one at. of your most, I think one of your most enjoyable books, uh, was, what is it? A hard thing on a beautiful day, your collection of essays, yeah, yeah. which, which I is what you just one. said. It's, it's a bunch of small, like it, it, it's a lot of small things that, struck you in a way mm-hmm. to write about and uh yeah which and it's it's a really fun read like i don't i don't gravitate to essays in general like when i see somebody on twitter be like hey i published an essay on this i'm like boring but yeah. when it's when it's sort of a a meaningful reflection but not and like you're not getting into like the redemptive arc of history about watching your son run run cross country it's just sort of like right. a, a fatherly reflection i was like this it i i really enjoyed it because it does it's a kind of writing that makes you slow down a little bit as a reader and kind of look around and go, there's a lot more going on in life than I'm paying attention to. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think also part of the motivation is wanting to remember things well, right? So like something happens in your life and it could be a, yeah, your kid running cross country or, you know, an experience with your wife or whatever. And you want to, you want to remember it well. And I want to be able to go back and know what I was thinking about and, being moved by in certain periods of time. And, and it's super helpful for that too. So, um, reader who, or I said, reader listener who thinks we're always negative on writing. That's us being positive about it for a few minutes. And there, there are lots of reasons 
you know, all kidding aside, lots of reasons to be positive about it. We, we love it. And, uh, we're very grateful to be able to do it. Pipe. We've done what we always do in this program. Um, the Enneagram thing worked even better than I thought it would with the Halloween costumes. I feel like that was a win. So, uh, shout out to whoever Sandy Garman, right? Yep. Sandy's Um, the one who sent us that one. Suggested that one. Love it. Um, we've done what we always do pipe. And until next time. We want to take a moment to thank the team at Life Audio for partnering with us on this podcast. Be sure to go to lifeaudio.com and take a look at the other podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.